Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my Morning, everybody. This is Babe with All Matters. Guy Radio 97, 3 FM in the great state of Seattle. we got a great show. This actually is a first time for this company on our show here at Home Matters. Um, and I'm glad to have them. We have Jane Amandis from CMS Relocation and Logistics. If you guys are thinking about uh, moving your house or your company, uh, James is the guy and CMS is the company to call. Um, these guys, man, they do a lot of stuff, and I did the research on them. <clears throat> We're going to have James tell us all about the the background of the moving industry, some of the inside secrets, some things to watch out for to make sure that you are protected as well in a move. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, CMS, too, as well. I looked them up. There's a regulation body, the F- FMCSA, which we're going to get you over to, too, so you can check them out yourself. Uh, with that, though, we have James here on the show. How are you doing, James? I am doing great, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to have you on. I'm uh, I'm glad you are here. We have not had a mover on this show in the 14 years we've done it, uh, moving companies, so it's good to have you here. So <clears throat> I want to start, James, with uh, just a little bit about, uh, since we haven't done this, and you know, you always look at things like, yeah, moving companies, you see Mayflower, you see, you know, uh, United Van Lines, these trucks on the road, and you never really think about it until you have to make a move. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the state of the nation in the moving industry right now? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Just about every industry is going crazy right now and movers are no exception. Yeah. Uh, the, from the pandemic to political changes, uh, people are moving for a while. They weren't right. Uh, during the pandemic, people kind of hunkered down Yeah, and now people are you guys out. I bet. <laughs> well, you know, it, I think that every industry got a little freaked out. What's going to happen. We all knew that people would, uh, come out of the shell sooner or later. And that's what's happening. People are yeah. starting to come out of the shell and people are looking around the country and going, "Where? what's next for me? Right? right. And so we're starting to see a lot of change, um, primarily interstate change. So uh, before the pandemic, there was a lot of local change company. Yeah. P- people would get promoted in a business, move from one local business to another. Mm-hmm. Lots of, you know, Hey, I'm in Issaquah. I want to be in Belltown or I'm in Bell town i got kids let me get out to redmond um now we're seeing a lot more of that interstate shift where people are coming back out and uh they're looking for a state-to-state change um whether it's for family reasons or business reasons um and then as well as employment changes as well so uh it's it's exciting and it's you know it, the reason that i got in this business was uh for solving problems and and just kind of that that logical uh, set of equations you have to work through and, yeah. and working with new people and new problems each day. And that's certainly not at a shortage right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you grew on logistics a little bit then, huh? You bet. That's awesome. Well, tell me, cause off air, you were talking a little bit, uh, with Rebecca and I about the, uh, kind of the industry itself with United Mayflower, all these I know it sounds like that there may be local companies, there's, there's individuals, but a lot of them are kind of all connected together. Can you speak to that a little bit, please? Yeah, absolutely. So earlier you mentioned the FMCSA, yeah. right? So the Federal Motor uh, Carrier Group is the governing body for every truck on the road. So if it's got wheels and it's moving things between states, 
you're under the FMCSA's guidelines and rules. Uh, Department of Transportation plays a role in that. And then each state has a governing body as well. So here in Washington, we've got the WTC. Um, and then we have associations that help us manage our businesses. So within the moving and storage uh, organizations, we have a, a national body called the American Moving and Storage Association. Okay. They help govern independents as well as national firms. Uh, our firm is a member of a national group called United Van Lines and Mayflower Transit. Those are two different moving organizations. Uh, they are underneath a corporate global umbrella called Unigroup. Most people haven't heard of that. But they're um, separate from CMS, correct? Is that how that works? So we are an agent for them. Okay. So we've, we waved their flag. Mm -hmm. And the biggest difference between United, Mayflower, and other moving companies mm -hmm. is that while we wave their flag, we also own a portion of their corporate body. And okay. so we have a controlling interest in, in how the organization is run. Uh, other moving and storage companies, um, and I won't mention brand names to not cross any lines, most of them are either publicly traded by shareholders okay. or they are independently owned by one group. Um, so they have very little uh, control over quality, over the interest of the organization, how it affects these independent agents or the locations locally. Yeah. Um, and so we have a, a lot of control over that. And it shows in the way the organization runs and focuses on the service. Got it. So you said, is it Uniglobe that owns uh, Mayflower United? Is that correct? Unigroup. Unigroup. Okay. Is yep. Unigroup, is that a publicly traded corporation or is it a privately held company? It is not a publicly traded company. It is privately held. And uh, the shareholders are by and large these agents within our system. So it's almost set up like a co-op then. It is a co-op, correct. It is a co-op. Okay. In fact, we restructured, I I can't tell you exactly, but several years ago, we officially restructured, restructured the organization to legally be a co-op. Okay, got it. And then, so CMS as a participant and an agent in that, do you have voting rights within the co-op or how do you work that? So that's great, great question. So um, the shareholders have voting rights. However, depending on the the volume of shares that you own, you have a different level of control and interest within the organization. Uh, the owner of our uh, of corporate moving systems or CMS relocation logistics is Rick Smith. He's also a, a local yeah. owner. He okay. lives here in West Seattle. Um, he was born and raised in Washington state. So uh, much like myself, he he's passionate about this area. He's also served on the board of directors at Unigroup. He was the yeah. Uh, treasurer and 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 functioned in several capacities, and he's also a shareholder at a level where we have um, a significant amount of, of voting right as well as control and interest in that in that corporate body, and so that's been critical to our ability to to serve this area. And then, are you kind of guys like CMS? Are you kind of an independent entity as far as making your own decisions in the Pacific Northwest area? Yeah. So when it comes to local moving, uh, that's something that we would in the, in the industry, we would say we're moving on our own authority, right? Okay. So we're going to, we're going to move you from Issaquah to Bellevue. Um, that's a move that we're going to do on, on corporate moving systems, paperwork. We 
fall under Washington regulations and the regulatory bodies are, they're all locally. Um, the moment you cross state lines, that's when Unigroup gets involved. We still use their branding for local moves. Um, but that, that interstate and the interstate regulatory bodies are, are, they require a lot of oversight and governance. And so our corporate parents big for that. Got it. That makes sense. So that, that helps. I, I really appreciate that to give me, cause I really haven't, I mean, I've thought about it, but not to that detail. So thank you change for that. So, yeah. so I got to ask you then, okay, you're sitting here talking to me as a, a VP, VP general manager of logistics for CMS. Uh, so what is your background and why did you get started uh, in the moving industry? Let's start with that. Well, coming out of the military, I was a restless young guy in my 20s. Um, I couldn't just sit and get a, a, a disability check. So I jumped in a truck. It was the first job oh, I wow. could do. Okay. Yep. It was, it was literally two weeks before 9-11. I remember stopping at a warehouse and hearing the news about 9-11 on the radio and wow. immediately... Uh, well, I was really freaked out. I was going to get recalled back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But what branch once, of the military are you from? I was in the army. Well, thank yep. you for your service. Yeah, little infantry it. action. Yeah. So, wow. I I ran some trucks. I I did I did some driving. I worked in warehouses, and then I moved from a general trucking company over to uh, North American Van Lines, a local company, um, and then. After being there about a year and a half, I moved to corporate moving systems and I've been here for 19 years. Okay. And um, why did you join them? Why did you join CMS? So I love solving problems. Okay. I've got a little background in software for you know my actual education. Okay. I love logic. I love, uh, you know, I, I enjoy writing code. That's fun for me, but really I like solving problems and, and transportation and logistics is nothing but one big problem uh, with <laughs> it's gotta be tons, tons yeah. of network, tons of, tons of questions of efficiency. How do you yeah. get things from point A to point B in the most efficient manner? And yeah. so that's what drew me to this industry. And I joined corporate moving systems, um, primarily because of Rick Smith, seeing how he ran his organization, seeing how passionate he was about Washington state and really where I grew up here. Um, I had a, a great experience with him individually and then seeing the members of this organization, how much they cared about, uh, the clients they worked with and the employees that are part of this, uh, company. I went, yeah, this, this looks like a place that I, I could be at for a little while and a little while turned into. A long while. A long while. 18 years so far. That's awesome. Now, did you get to, did you, did Rick Smith interview when you first came on or when did you get to meet him? Um, I sat down with Rick uh, about a year and a half after I moved to the company before this. And he, so, you know, it's, it's a small industry. Drivers yeah. move around from one place to another. And my name had had uh, somehow landed on his desk. He called me up and said, Hey, I hear you're looking for a better organization. Stop on by and just take a look at what we do and, wow. and why we're here. Good for you, man. So you did get to meet him then. Get to talk. Oh yeah, That's awesome. absolutely. And I work very closely with him, obviously. <laughs> well guys, we come back. Um, we're going to uh, talk about get into residential moving. I didn't realize this. I looked it up 31 million us residents move annually. I'm going to ask Rick about kind of the popularity of local moves versus commercial military moves, things like that. 
the demographics of who's moving these days. And we'll get into the FMCSA and that. If you want to check these guys' bios out, go to cmscompanies.com. Rick Smith and James Amandis are up there. I looked at them. Nice bios. Or you can give a call at 800-284-6683. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM. Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM. Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here. With James Amandus, he is the Vice President and General Manager of Logistics for CMS Relocation and Logistics. Um, you're out of Kent, right, James? I'm area? physically sitting down in Sumner. Oh, you're but, in Sumner, okay. Yep, but we do have a branch. Our, our headquarters is in Kent. Is that where your main storage area and, and logistics center is too as well? So our logistics center, and we can get a little bit into that, is actually in Sumner. And this is a 100,000 square foot building that we're in here. And then we have roughly 80,000 square feet up in Kent just for the residential services. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Logistics these days is crazy. One of the companies I own is in PPE. And I cannot tell you how tough it is to get (laughs) trucking and stuff into ports and all this kind of crazy stuff. It's it's, It's a nightmare. So that is another big problem. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, let's go back to, I want to talk to you, James, because I was doing a little research and um, you know, like I said, they were saying at least 31 million U.S. residents move annually, which that's a lot. I mean, that's a little under 10% of the population. I don't know, we're at 390 or something like that now. Um, what what I want to know from you, like in the local area, like uh, uh, on average, how many times does a person move in their lifetime? And what's going on in Washington State? Where are people moving to? Are they moving out of the state? Because that's what I saw online. There's a lot of people are moving out of Washington State. So I guess I'd like to know, like, where are they going and why? You know, the why is pretty impossible to to speak into uh i think we all have a little yeah we've got the the (laughs) the personal backgrounds that we could all add a why into um you know some people i i had some friends come into town from phoenix just last weekend and they came back home i well they it was their home and they said uh we're so happy in phoenix but we miss the green trees we miss the water we miss the mountains their why was sun left for the sun we all know the you know the the sunbirds there's some that are moving to idaho their why is friends um but people are moving out right now of washington state not in so every state every locality goes through seasonal changes sometimes uh you know business changes as things and industries fluctuate and people move in or move out right now washington is in a bit more of an outbound traffic flow than an inbound traffic flow um, and our outbound lanes, we see a lot of uh, people moving to Idaho, yeah. a lot of people moving to Texas, Georgia, um, into the southeast. Yeah. On our inbound, we still see people coming in. And the majority of our inbound is still a lot of folks from California. Um, yeah, I don't blame other... it's expensive here. <laughs> it is. And, and tech related, right? So yeah. we're, we're kind of a magnet for, for yeah. tech and uh, for, for software development industries. So we've got a lot of draw for those types of folks and i think that nothing's going to change there what, what is the so on ratio ratio outbound inbound what are you kind of seeing now is it a two to one three to one um i would say that it's closer to like a 60 40 split 
at this point that we were almost dead, you know, dead set maybe a year, year and a half ago. And uh, it's just kind of slowly crept more to the outbound side. I mean, five years, five years ago, it was almost all inbound. We were just flooding inbound. Well, you know, I want to speak to that a little bit. This is just my personal opinion. I'm not in the moving industry, but I am in the tech industry and I do own a software company. And I'll tell you what, uh, now with COVID hitting and everybody working from home, especially with a lot of tech companies, you do not have to be, I think the tech companies figured that out. We don't have to have all these expensive campuses so people can work pretty much anywhere. So I would say that's part of the reason why I think they're gravitating to Texas and Georgia and Tennessee where it's a lower cost of living, but they're still making their, their, I mean, they have adjusted, you know, salaries and things like that, but they can still live very handsomely in some of these States. No it's question about it. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. So, okay, good. Now, um, talk to us about, it said online kind of the three most popular were individual moves, commercial moves and military moves. So can you speak to that? Like, what do you see in CMS as far as percentages is individual moving still the most popular and is that most of your business or how do you, how do you guys break out? So we have, just like any company, we have a little bit different phrases that we use. Uh, So if you walked around a moving and storage company and kind of put your ear to the wall, you'd hear things like COD move or national account move or military government move. Um, Military government, those are the uh, relocations that we are contracted with by the government it could be someone moving from JBLM down to Fort Hood. Um, I did a couple of those myself when I was in the military. And uh, it was before I knew anything about the moving and storage business. And now I look back and go, man, who were those jokers, right? Yeah. Um, but for sure, that's a big piece of business. Uh, a lot of military members and their families transition consistently between bases. But then you got a lot of other people around the area. You know, you got Sandpoint. Noah's right up there. Um, and there's a, a good number of other federal and state-based employees that move uh, the State Department, border, customs, uh, all of those types of relocations we'd call wow. government um, okay. types of, of relos. Then you have those other two phrases, COD, national account. And the okay. big difference between those, COD, that's the person that hires us on their own. So they call us up and they go, hey, we're moving from Redmond to Issaquah or we're moving from Issaquah to Coeur d'Alene and we want to pay you and we want it done and we don't want to have to deal with this nightmare. So COD is cash on delivery or what? Yeah, cash on delivery, you know, prepaid. It it doesn't, how the money gets exchanged, it doesn't really uh, matter. It's the money's coming from the individual being moved to us. The national account business is where a company hires us to move their employees. So they say, hey, we're recruiting the CTO. He's coming in from Texas. He doesn't, he doesn't have time to worry about moving his house. We need it all done, point A to point B for him. That used to be a really big piece of business, and it still is, but a lot of companies now, their human resources departments have chosen to go a route uh, called lump sum where they give the employee a chunk of money and say, hey, we don't want to have to hire a company to move you. Here's a check for X. You deal with all of those individual things yourself. You find a rental for yourself while you're picking out the home you want to buy. And so that is still a national account, but it's kind of halfway between that COD national account world. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. 
And what are you seeing, like, uh, as far as demographics, average age range? What are, what are you guys seeing uh, as most popular? So that's a moving that's a moving number, right? Um, okay. The the demographics that we see are going down, obviously. So we're starting to see. So the first thing is that most people that pay moving companies are in a higher uh, household income level. So we don't see a, the target market for us is you know starting at around seventy to eighty thousand a year and moving up. Yeah. Um, and it's also based on house size. So people that have a very small home or prefer to live you know with with not a lot of clutter or whatever, they don't have such a need for for movers and they manage it on their own. Uh, so demographics, it's starting to get younger. Younger millennials, right? Younger yeah. ages are starting Tech to people have the money. <laughs> yep, exactly. They're starting to get into the upper yeah. wage earning income levels. And so we're seeing the ages drop. Um, and uh, that's exciting too, to see new clients coming in. That's very cool. Okay, that's good. Um, and then do you have a, I mean, I would imagine winter is not the most popular time. Do you have more popular seasons when you guys move? Or how, Absolutely. How does that so, work? Yeah, so household moving pretty much drops off the board in December, January, February, and March. And then uh, it comes alive in April like a passion, like just like, a, like a wildfire. A yeah. yeah, just like boom. And what happens in April is everybody is getting their houses ready to, to list. Okay. And their realtor comes in. And the realtor goes, you need to get all of this junk out of here. We got to stage this home. We got to make it look nice. Yep. And here's a moving company that you could call, or here's someone you could call to help you. And we start by going into homes, clearing rooms out, putting things in temporary storage, getting people to the point where they've got a listable home and it's looking sharp. Um, a lot of people already know they're moving before they sell their house. They, wow. It's a done deal. So April, May, if you haven't contacted your mover, get ready because we looked out yeah. <laughs> months ahead. You guys must be hoarder experts. That's awesome. All right, <laughs> check these guys out. We come back. We're gonna. I got some uh, terms I want him to explain like he did with COD and others. Um, we're going to get into um, how to choose a reliable moving company too. James is going to help us with that. Check them out at cmscompanies.com or give them a call at 800 284 6683 at CMS Relocation and Logistics. With that on beat, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Dallas News and Seattle. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion with James Amanda. He's the Vice President and General Manager of Logistics for CMS Relocation and Logistics. You can check them out at cmscompanies.com. They have a good website up there. There's a lot of good information. I'm going to give you a booklet. I want you to make sure you grab a pen and paper uh, to get their number and their website and the FMCSA website. I'm going to give you that where you can get this booklet on your rights and responsibilities when you move. And hey, maybe uh, CMS gives this out to people. We'll find out when uh, when we ask James that question or some document thereof uh, to make sure you're protected in that regard. Um, before before we move ahead, though, with how to choose a reliable moving company, James, I want to ask you because there's all these terms. I mean, you just brought up a few, which I'm, I appreciate you explaining them to me, like when you banter about with, with acronyms, and we all do in different industries. So, but I've always wondered, and I'm sure if I'm wondering, a lot of people are wondering is like, what, 
what the heck is the difference between a mover and a broker in the moving industry? Yeah, brokers are generally referred to as non-asset based. So um, there's value to them in certain capacities for sure. But they generally sit at a desk, they do the shopping and they do the buying and the selling. Uh, but they don't have a truck. They don't have a warehouse. They're not actually executing the physical service taking place. Uh, the mover or the trucker, the hauler, um, they're the guys, boots on the ground. They're the ones that are actually moving the goods and getting them from point A to point B. They're the ones that are actually in the home and having direct contact with the person moving. Okay. And you are at CMS or which? Uh, well, we do a little bit of brokerage okay. only on commercial. We're a real mover. We're okay. in the so house. You have real, how many trucks do you guys have that you, uh, Oof, man, that's a moving target. So right now at my Sumner facility, we've got, uh, over 20 that, okay. that, uh, get dispatched daily. And then in Kent, we have another probably close to 20, but we have a over the road fleet that's growing as well. So, CMS relocation logistics in our San Diego, Phoenix. We've got some other locations, probably close to a couple hundred. Okay. Wow. So you guys are big. Now I saw down there because I was looking at some of the bios of the guys. It was Sullivan moving, I guess. Is that the one down in San Diego? Did CMS acquire them? Yeah. So the the story of moving and storage there, these were companies started by great, great grandpa long ago. That one looked old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Early 1900s. And basically over the years, as they've been handed down over generation to generation, sooner or later, kids were like, you know, we're not interested. I'm a yeah. programmer. I don't want to run yeah. a moving company. And so over the, over the last like 10 to 20 years, lots of companies have been bought and sold and been merged together yeah. uh, to form new businesses uh, that continue that legacy. And so with Sullivan, when we acquired that business, Rick had the choice. And for those that are just tuning in, Rick is uh, Rick Smith, the owner of CMS companies, um, had the choice of rebranding them and going, Hey, you guys are going to be CMS now, not Sullivan. Yeah. But that's a long, that brand, that the legacy of that, nah. We yeah. So they need to stay Sullivan down in California. Yeah, that's that's cool. what people know. Totally cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I know it's hard. My uh, brother in law, Gordy Grove, has been a mover his whole life. He has his own truck. He actually, he has moved the Christmas tree down to the White House several times. That's one of his things he does. But I, I did that when I was in college with him. I moved some businesses and a couple of houses. I'm like, I'm getting an engineering degree. This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still doing it. He's in his 60s. It's amazing. You guys, I don't, it's like, man, that is tough work moving. So all you guys that are moving out there and, and uh, guys that are moving businesses and uh and moving to houses for CMS, a big shout out to all you guys. I applaud you because it is it is hard, hard work. So good for you. Okay, um, tell me then now, when you guys talk about logistics and moving, because you said you love logistics, what does that actually mean, logistics? Yeah, so logistics is a pretty huge net to cast, right? Yeah. It, could, it could come down to lots of different things. Here's an example. So um, new pop-ups on the internet are selling furniture left and right. You might buy a sofa from Crate and Barrel, but it gets delivered by you know XYZ delivery company. Okay. Um, so we manage that side of the business as well. We receive products in. People buy on Amazon or other companies. The products come to our facilities, our, our warehouse. 
we receive, store them, and then our trucks deliver them out. So we have a final wow. mile delivery service. Okay. That so would you be logistic. With Amazon to do this. Uh, we don't contract with Amazon, but we contract with other manufacturers who sell on the Amazon through platform Amazon, through their store. Yep. Okay, got it. And then it comes into your storage facility. You talked about off air, which is kind of interesting. Would you bring up this room in a box concept? Because I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So gr a growing piece of business out there is these websites where interior designers put together whole rooms. So you you go browsing down like Pinterest or uh, different websites and you go, wow, that room looked great. You know what? I think I'll just have the whole thing. And you click buy and you just got three paintings, two sofas, you know, an armoire and Everything wow. comes, and then what happens is behind the scenes is that website buys the goods from maybe 40, 50, 60 different vendors that all comes to a central warehouse, one of our facilities. Okay. We receive it in over the period of a week to two months until it's all together at one time. And then the person that is receiving the delivery goes, hey, I painted my walls, my carpet's done. Bring it in. I'm ready for that new room. And, and that's uh, part of, I guess that's a great example of logistics because you have to track all the different pieces and components. Absolutely. And get them, you know, so the, all the stuff they ordered actually gets delivered to them from your, your warehouse. Yeah. And then you get into the, the ugly stuff like OS and D overage short and damage. What happens when that thing came in nicked or dinged yeah. and how do we hold those carriers accountable? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that'll be another show, a future show. We can talk <laughs> all about that. <laughs> Today, though, I wanted to get into, so let's move into how to choose a reliable moving company. So let's start out with, because um, I know the world has changed here. We've given your website out. I'm going to do it again. Um, used to be back in the day before we had the internet, people would go in referrals, but how should a, a customer, let's start with a general question, and we'll kind of drill down to the FMCSA and things, but how should a, a customer kind of check out a moving company? What are your recommendations there? Um, the first thing that I would be looking at are reviews. Reviews are a great gauge of that. Um, obviously, we, we take a lot of time and effort to listen to our customers' responses after moves. Um, it's a difficult industry. It's a hard time of life when you're moving your house. It's very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so spending, spend some time, research the companies, look for local companies, but not just a company where you're currently at companies that are also where you're going to. Um, so just because the, the company has a flag here in Washington doesn't mean that you won't find a flag of a, of a similar company at the destination where you're moving to. If you're going to Georgia or Texas, right. try to find a business that is established in both areas, picking a, a mover that is just in one location. It's a, it's a risky thing to do because they, there's a lot of those moving pieces to right. connect. But how, how do they know? So let's say I want to move uh, from where I'm at to Texas. I'm in Washington. And uh, do you have a, a sister company or as part of the co-op that's in Texas as well? Or how, Yeah, we and, have over over 480 locations right okay. now in just the lower 48. So, so you're both in the origination and the destination. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big, one of the largest uh, separators in moving and storage companies when moving people's homes is that with large companies, United Van Lines, Mayflower Transit, Allied, North American, Atlas, they've got an agent network that is national. Um, smaller companies like, uh, you know, 
cascade moving in storage or not that they're, they're great local movers, right. But they struggle doing those interstate moves because they have to find someone at destination and a way to get it to destination. Um, those larger national network chains, they're going to be more efficient at doing that. And then the next puzzle is looking at those different chains and figuring out which one aligns best with uh, your move and the values that you have for your move. You know, are you really interested in quality? Are you really interested in price? Um, Because there's always a balance to be, you know, be had between those different pieces. Well, it's like with anything, you get what you pay for. Yep. If you go cheap, you're probably going to get cheap. (laughs) So I I totally get it. But okay. So you talked about like Cascade being the local mover. Other than that, like from a person like, someone that lives in, in Seattle like me, how would I know if a moving company is local or if they're like you guys were there uh, interstate, national, and co-op? Well, you I- could ask them, okay. right? So, I mean, if you, if you do some research and you're actually talking to the individual companies, you could ask them. You could go look for their affiliations. So if you see a larger banner flying on their building or on their trucks, you know they're part of a national brand, then look the brand up. Try to see um, on United Van Lines and Mayflower Transit, our corporate parent websites, you'll find uh, agent locators and network maps, and you'll see the flags, you know, pinned all across so the country. if I go to United or North America, I would see CMS on there? Absolutely. On there agents. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it. All right. That, that makes sense. All right. We've got a couple more minutes. Let's move into the FMCSA, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. So once again, tell us who that who these guys are and how you interact with them. So they're the regulatory body that um, governs the safety and administration of every truck on the road, not just movers. Every wheel that rotates for commercial transportation in the U.S. Follows, falls underneath them. And do you have to be registered with them? Oh, so you don't have to, but that would be a good thing to check. So the FMCSA is going to have safety ratings. So you can look our organization up. You can see how many trucks we have registered, how many accidents we've had, um, how we manage our fleet in terms of quality and maintenance. Mm -hmm. Um, Violations can be tracked on their website. They're really looking to make sure carriers are operating safely and following the law. So hours of service is something that some people are familiar with, some people aren't. You can only drive so long in in America now, and it's to keep our roads safe. So that's the governing body that sets those rules, and then we have the DOT and the different organizations at each state that help enforce it. Got it. Guys, if you wanna check out, and I would highly advise, go to fmcsa.dot Dot gov. I'm going to share with you some of these guys' numbers. They update them. Actually, I think it's every month or every quarter. It's pretty recent. Um, you can also check out CMS at cmscompanies.com. With that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Guard Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion here with James Amanda. He's the VP and General Manager of Logistics for CMS Relocation Logistics. These guys um, are a co-op with interstate, local, storage, logistics. They do it all. Uh, room in a box. We talked about that in the previous segment. If you want to check them out, go to cmscompanies.com or you can give them a call. 
Uh, if you have some general questions at 800-284-6683, especially if you're thinking about moving anytime soon, uh, I'll tell you what, you guys know, I only have best of breed on my show. Uh, I looked at their reviews and I dove into them too on the FMCSA and I'm going to share some of the numbers uh, they had uh, and they are best of breed. These guys are good at what they do. Plus they've been around a long time. So Big shout out to Rick Smith. Good job. Uh, James, I'm sure you're pulling your, put your oar in the water too. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) All good. All right. I want to go back to this uh, FMCSA, which is the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. And you said, don't have to, but you should. I agree. Uh, I would not pick a company unless they have registered with them. I want to talk to you. By the way, too, guys, if you go to fmcsa.dot.gov, you can get this rights and responsibilities when you move PDF. It's right down at the bottom of the page. You can click on it. You can print it out. And I would read it, get educated. Now, do you guys provide them with some kind of a rights and responsibilities pamphlet when you're doing your estimates with them? Yeah, we have a whole group of literature that we hand out. Um, Any more these days, it's generally all electronic, right? Yeah, that's fine. So you can email it to them. That's cool. All right. I want to talk a little bit about um, how CMS measures up. Now, guys, you got to remember... Uh, think about this in terms, these are all in percentiles. So the lower the number, the better. Uh, and everything these guys have, I'm going to ask uh, James about it. So you guys, your your highest number, which was really still really low, 2.8 in the percentile was unsafe driving. It's updated fairly regularly. What is unsafe driving? What does that mean? That encompasses a lot. It could be following too close. Um, it could be, you know, reported speeding or violations from the state patrol. Um, we're all talking about uh, not just your employee in a car. We're talking about our truck drivers over the right. road. These right. guys are in 18, you know, big 53 foot vans pulling thousands. I mean, north of 60,000 pounds loads. Yeah. That's a big uh, load. <laughs> it's, it's a big load and a shout out to all you. I mean, if there's truck yeah, drivers listening right now thank you guys yeah. it's i mean you guys are what move move the country not just homes everything yeah. on these trucks you so. got you said you had 200 what, trucks on the road yeah That's we've a got a we've got a pretty sizable fleet full transparency fmcsa dig into it learn uh it's a great resource but there's ways to get around it there's ways to trick you know to not file your trucks one of the biggest things for our organization is that we we fall under Unigroup, United Van Lines, Mayflower Transit. I've been in this business a long time. This is the most strict organization there is yeah. for safety. Yeah. I mean, we have to qualify our drivers. Our equipment gets qualified. So I've got guys that come to my yard constantly checking tread depth, looking at the equipment that we run over the road, checking lights, checking everything, not just pre-trips and post-trips. I'm talking like, do you do all your maintenance or like checking brake pads and all that stuff there? So we have a company that we hire to maintain our fleet for us. Um, We don't have our own in-house mechanics, if you will, but maintaining the fleet, maintaining the the brand and the actual quality of the equipment that we run age of equipment as well um, is near the top of the priority for this organization and United Mayflower, they don't mess around when it comes to violations and being qualified. So I can tell, I mean, as a, as a mechanical engineer process and procedure is important. Your guys' numbers are either flat or going down. I mean, you can tell me, but hours of service compliance, that means the guys that are treated properly too in the trucks how long they can drive. 
you're at a 0.02. I was like, wow, that's really low. So I was impressed. And then if you guys, if you go, you can look this all up. I just, I did on them. And I want to tell you what I saw. Controlled substances and alcohol, it's 0.0. It's not even on the radar. So obviously you guys are doing a lot of things right at your company um, to keep not only your drivers safe, but to keep others safe on the road that are driving around your drivers on, on these heavy loads. So, James, thank you for that. And all you drivers out there, if you're listening to this show, big shout out to you, uh, all the movers in the country. That's yeah, you. thanks, guys. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I want to ask you now, uh, so let's get into estimates. Um, I saw up there, so the different different types, and, and you can educate me because I'm not an expert, but I saw two types. I saw binding and non-binding. What are the kind of estimates are those, and what do you guys do at CMS, and do you do both? or how We do work? both. Every, okay. So every mover will offer various types, right? You can do bound with percentages, so, you know, a, okay. a bound with a ceiling above or below. Binding means, A, we're not going to, it's a not to exceed, or we're locked into a number. So it's like a bid, like a contractor. Bid. You got it. You it's, fly, a, right. okay. it's a bid. There's there's pros and cons to that approach, by the way. I mean, if you go to anybody, and I don't care what business it is, painters, carpet, it doesn't matter. And you say, give me a number you're not allowed to go over. You got to build a little buffer right? because you can't be caught on the downside, right? So there's, there's a value to that to protect the consumer. But at the same time, if the consumer knows the business. So a lot of our repeat customers that have come back over the years, they go, no, 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 I don't want the bound estimate. You guys are good. I know that your rates are aggressive. I know that you're transparent. Just get me done. Um, and, and I want build actual, right? Okay. So the real question is how do we estimate man back in the day, it used to be a big, we called them like bingo sheets. You'd walk in, you know, your, your estimator, the guy, the gal that was going to give you the price was going to walk through your whole house and count, open the cupboards, count what you had, how many sofas, how many cubes, how many, you know, and do a cube yeah. sheet to figure out how much, uh, how much weight or how much space your move was going to occupy. We still do that. So a lot of our clients that are in the older, older age bracket, they don't want to get a phone out and do a virtual survey. They want someone to come to their home. They want the in-person. You got it. They want to see the person they're dealing with. They want to meet that guy or gal and shake a hand and know what's going on. And we still do that. Um, But two years. That must be an art form though, James, to figure out both volume and weight by looking at stuff. Not only is it an art form, you get to know who's good in an organization really quick. And the guys doing the moving do too. They, they recognize, they see, you know, Oh, here's so-and-so's move coming up. Oh no, this guy's always off by 30%. (laughs) And so that's another thing, you know, we're, we're always training and keeping uh, our, our consultants uh, at the top of their game. So we can make sure that we're accurate. The virtual survey is what everybody's talking about these days. Right. And it became pretty much mandatory with the pandemic. Right. Um, And that's where you download an app. And we have two levels of virtual survey. One is where the the person, the client walks through their home and shows us what they're moving on the app and we record everything digitally. And then we have another level where it's actually automated and our software will actually read the the, the chair or the, the, the sofa and tell us everything in the room and store it electronically so based on image recognition, then. image rec- full image recognition. Yes. Wow. Okay. And then you're translating that into a volume and a weight. Then, you right? got it. So, and, and it, 
there's different styles of it, but essentially it's not actually dimming out the item as it reads it by camera, but recognizing the item and then referencing a common dimension that we've stored for those profiles. Okay. So is this app your app through CMS or? So no, this is not, it's a United Van Lines Mayflower Transit specific app. Um, And the virtual survey tools that we offer are, growing in popularity they're very accurate okay. uh, and i i think that it's pretty soon it's going to become the the majority of all of the services yeah. well lidar and all that stuff's coming so it'll get better and better yep anyway. yep you know i don't know if people have lidar in their in their house for sure well, no they'll have lidar on their phone so yeah. it's, it's coming with iphone's got it and you did is the app for both iphone and android absolutely okay great i'm an android guy so i always have to ask most people have iphones so all right that's cool um all right, so James, um, unfortunately, we, I have more questions. We run out of time. You've been a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You it, bet. It was good to have you. So <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. I, moving is kind of a dry subject, but uh, oh, it's fun. A lot of people I have a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have really bad experiences. A lot of people have really great experiences. Yeah. We're here to make sure that each one of our customers has that great experience. Well, if you want that great experience, check them out at cmscompanies.com or give them a call at 800-284-6683. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle Talk.